Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Yeah, man, beam me up. What's going on, my brother from another mother? Beam me up. You guys are the best. You guys make it. Friends aboard that. Mothership has connected. And you the man, VA. Happy Friday to you, North America. The Mothership has connected. Welcome aboard. It's the four-hour Big Bang Barbecue. DA with you from the CBS Sports Radio studios in New York City. Broadcasting to affiliates nationwide and north of the border. Anchorage to Atlanta, Santa Fe to Savannah, Kalamazoo, and Waterloo Way are on the air. They listening, D.A., everything we saying, D.A., everything. Thanks so much for being with us. It's a Target Demo Friday. We shall release the Kraken, a meme encapsulating everything from this wild and woolly week that was here aboard the mothership. When we do that, you can let us know where you are, how you are listening and we'll read through those coming up at the end of the show. This morning on the program, the great Kevin Harlan's going to join us. The NBA on TNT. We'll talk NBA postseason with Kevin Harlan. He'll join us in hour number four. Canadian Bacon in hour number three. And this hour in 20 minutes sound check. In 40 minutes, would you trade a welt the size of a golf ball for free beer? All that coming up this morning on the show. Last night, game two in Denver. Another victory by the Nuggets. Tight affair throughout, but Jamal Murray in the fourth quarter was excellent. Nearly flawless and helps elevate the Nuggets to a game two victory. They've taken the first two games of the series. These are some spicy Nuggets. Too much for the Lakers. It is where we begin, your cold open. Five on the clock to Jokic. Back to Murray. Murray goes to the right hand. He gets jumped by LeBron. Takes a three. That one's good! Nuggets up by nine. Jamal Murray left for the dead in the first half. Has come alive. He was frustrated because he wasn't making shots that he's accustomed to making. And I said, don't. Don't allow your offense to dictate your game. You know, find a way to get your defense into the game and then build off of that. And obviously for him to go out there and get 37, 10, and 5 and score 23 in the fourth quarter uh, was just a tremendous boost for us. Lakers inbound over to LeBron. Here comes the freight train across the timeline. Picked his pocket clean. Did Bruce Brown. And Denver's going to win game number two. There's the hole. 
a commanding two games to nothing lead in the Western Conference Finals. What do you take out of it is the fact that um, this is not the NCAA tournament. It's the first, first team to four wins. And uh, we have an opportunity to go home and play great basketball and home serve. Um, so, um, you know, until the team beats you uh, four times, then you always have an opportunity to come out of it. Amazing, sensational, dramatic, heart It's DA's top story. Here he goes. It's your cold open. That was Nuggets Radio on the call. 108-103. Jamal Murray, 37 points last night. And I said this before. I think the Nuggets are great for NBA fans. They play a fun style of basketball. Jokic is a generational type player. Nobody's ever played like him. So you're seeing something totally unique to the history of the NBA every time you watch them. But also, the way they assembled this team is not something that you can't envision your own team doing. They found Jokic in the second round, and Jamal Murray was the eighth pick overall. That's not insane to collect those two guys if you have a top 10 pick and then a second rounder you can do this now of course you've got to nail them and both those guys were clearly undervalued when they were drafted but Jamal Murray's turned into such a valuable scorer and such an important running mate for Jokic because the last two years Jokic has been an MVP the last two seasons Jokic has won the most valuable player award but they didn't get through the second round of the playoffs. They were not nearly as dangerous as they were in 2020 when really this thing coalesced. They went to the Western Conference Finals in the bubble against the Lakers. And now this year when they're the one seed, the best record of the NBA, all because Jamal Murray is healthy again. Like I said, Jokic has been doing this type of thing for the last couple of years, but the difference this season is that he's got a running mate that can score in bunches and explode in fourth quarters and is elite from the outside. When he gets cooking, he's hard to slow down in Jamal Murray, and that's the perfect second scorer. It's the perfect second piece of the puzzle for a team vying for a championship. So what a performance by Murray when it mattered most last night. And... I think if you're the Lakers, you walk out of this these two games disappointed that you didn't get one of the two. I think you're disappointed because there were pivot points in both games that could have went the Lakers' way and didn't. They closed game one to within three points, and last night it was really nip and tuck throughout the entire game until the fourth quarter when Murray went off. So you're disappointed that you didn't get one of the first two because you could have, but you know that you've been able to play with the Nuggets when when it's come down to it. I think the issue is, if you're the Lakers and you turn around after last night, you wonder what it would have looked like if Anthony Davis had actually hit some of those shots. And I know that AD has a reputation now for not showing up specifically in even games. So he shows up for the opener, then goes to sleep, then shows up in game three, then goes to sleep, then shows up in game five. You get the bit. I don't know if I would say that last night he didn't show up. I thought that the energy level was there. The activity level was there. 
but the shots didn't fall. He hit just four of 15 last night. If AD shoots eight of 15, that could be a Lakers win. Hell, if he shoots six of 15, that could have been a Lakers win. So I know that today you're going to look at the box score. I'm sure that people today are going to rip AD because, again, it's an even game where the Lakers lose, and it's going to be, see, here we go again. But I'm not so certain that I would put this in the same category as previous ones where he was MIA. I think Davis can be much better than that last night. And that's what the Lakers have to hope for, that going back to L.A., really both A.D. and LeBron are a little bit better because LeBron didn't have a great night last night either. Had just 22 points of the night. Had the breakaway dunk that he fumbles out of bounds. Again, is that going to make a difference in the game? They lose by five. That was two points. Who knows? But LeBron wasn't quite on his dominant self either. So I would expect a much better, full, fleshed, well-rounded effort out of the Lakers in Game 3. They go back home. They played very well at home in L.A. I think you'll get a better Lakers team in Game 3. But what happens with losing the first two is now you have to get both. You have, there is no room for error because you can't go down 3-1. And I know that LeBron has come back from down 3-1. That was the 2016 NBA Finals, famously against the Warriors. But this Lakers team is an older Lakers team. It takes more for LeBron to click it into that next year. And you're chasing a squad of the Nuggets that, you know, you have to go play at altitude in Game 5 and Game 7. So you got to take the next two. I don't think the Lakers are out of this. I don't think the season's over. I don't think the series is over. But the Lakers have to now take both games. And so I know that they're not, quote, must-wins technically until, you know, you've, you're have you down to your final gasp. But as we like to say around here, they're got to have it, games. Game three and game four, you got, they might not be must-win, but they're got to have it, games. Here's your phone number, 855-212-4CBS on Twitter, DA on CBS. Last night of the Stanley Cup Eastern Conference Finals, Carolina and Florida finish regulation 1-1. They go to overtime. Sorry, 2-2. In overtime, nothing through the first overtime. Second overtime, nothing through the second overtime. Third overtime, nothing through the third overtime. Which brings us to four OTs. Four of them. And the time is ticking down on the fourth overtime. Now think about this. An NHL game is three periods long. In the playoffs, there is no shootout. There's no overtime win. There is just win or lose. We have played twice as much time as regulation. And now we're into the fourth OT. And this 
This is how it ended. And now Ekblad will take over on the neutral zone as the Hurricanes couldn't advance it. Ekblad dumps it in down to our right. Here's Brent Burns, keeps it to the outside. Sam Bennett keeps it in out front. Kachuk is shot. He scores! He scores! Matthew Kachuk, the overtime winner! The Panthers take game one, three, two, the final! Matthew Kachuk ends the marathon, and the Panthers go home happy tonight here in Raleigh. That's Florida Panthers Radio. Your fourth overtime ending man, Kachuk. With 1947 into the fourth overtime, which means they were 13 seconds away from a fifth overtime. I don't have the stats in front of me, but Mraz, this has to be one of the longest playoff games ever, correct? I believe the official count was this is the sixth longest game ever. We had a couple sixes and two fives, I believe, were the case. I saw this on my uh, my ride in this morning. This I week. was at a three last year. You were at a three? The first Ranger-Penguin game last year went three overtimes, and that was the game I told you people actually started smoking cigarettes because they sent employees home and anything went in the arena. Yeah. Four overtimes last night. Almost four full overtimes last night. So Carolina gets, I'm sorry, Florida gets game number one. And it was the sixth. It was the sixth longest hockey game ever. Yes. And it's not like in the playoffs they have a shortened overtime period. It is full 20-minute Period. So you play 20, 20, 20 regulation. And then last night, 20, 20, 20, and then nearly another 20. Yes. In game one, how can these guys have legs the rest of the series? Right. And they got to come back out on Saturday night. That's why losing a game like that when it gets so long is brutal. Brutal. Could put you behind the eight pole. The longest game, by the way, 1936, the Red Wings beat the Montreal Maroons. Everybody remembers this game greatly. one nothing in a sixth overtime on Mud Brutino's goal at 160 minutes, 30 seconds of play. Crunch time, especially in the playoffs, Mud Brutino's was always an absolute sniper. Absolutely. Great Red Wing. You just knew clutch time especially in the 30s, how that was defined, was Mud Brutenho's time. Yeah, he got he got dirty. Real dirty. So you're telling me the game two is S-A-T-U-R-D-A-Y night. S-A-T-U-R-D-A-Y night. night. S-A-T-U-R-D-A-Y night. S-A-T-U-R-D-A-Y night. Saturday night. Saturday night Gonna keep on dancing to the net and goal On Saturday night Saturday night Dancing to the rhythm in our net and goal On Saturday night Saturday night Saturday night Saturday night Saturday night. Saturday night. Somehow that's getting worse. Somehow that. Oh, I disagree. Somehow your voice is getting worse in that. I firmly disagree. Every time I hear that, I start to think more and more I could have been a Bay City Roller. <laughs> <laughs> 
Game two. Maybe not. Game two. Saturday night. Don't encourage him. Don't encourage him anymore. The kid in Twin Falls doesn't want to hear this. Florida gets game one. And the Panthers were the last team in the NHL playoffs to qualify. And now they get game one in a marathon fashion of the Eastern Conference Finals. When we come back, your best audio of the day. That includes Kenny Smith talking about the OJ chase. Also, the crew on the NHL on TNT set last night had it with four overtimes. And we have a Shep JR moment from last night. DA, CBS Sports Radio. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. CBS presents this program in color. An educated person can't think he's going to get a recruit by uh, strippers coming in. They can fire you, but they can't eat you. And they run through our ass like through a tin horn, man, and we could not stop them. The audio you need to hear. It's DA Soundcheck. You can always watch the show. Check out the simulcast on YouTube, either on your laptop, desktop, phone, on the app. You can also watch us on Twitch at watchda.com. Just check out the CBS Sports Radio channel on those platforms and you can watch us every single morning. We begin with Kenny Smith from the NBA on TNT. He was on Sirius XM. Smith and the Rockets won the 1994 NBA Finals over the New York Knicks in seven games. That was the year that the finals were interrupted as the OJ White Bronco chase was happening simultaneously. Here's Kenny. I don't know if you've ever been like the, the NBA playoffs or finals. The finals for sure. On the stanchions on the on the where the uh, courtside seats are, they all the TVs would be there as well. So when we called the timeout, most of the players you see now, even they sit on the top of the stanchion. Sure. And I look back and I'm like, I see the I see OJ running. I see the, the Bronco chase, and I'm like, O.J. Simpson on the run. And so I'm looking in the huddle. I go, I say, oh, my God, O.J.'s on the run. In the middle of the huddle, 
of the NBA Finals. That's what I scream out. I said, oh, my God, OJ's on the run. And so Rudy comes out of it. He was coaching at the time. He goes, what are you talking about? Everybody's like, what? He's on the run. He's on the run. Like, hey, what are you doing? What? Let's focus on. Let's get the ball inside to Akeem and make sure that we got stocks on the perimeter. And so everybody's, like, getting focused. And so we're going back out. He pulls me back. He said, Kenny. Is he really on the run? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, he really wanted to know. Really wanted to know. It was one of those moments that did feel even bigger than the NBA Finals. And that was a Finals that had a lot of drama in it. It would go seven games, but also that the Knicks had been without a championship since the 70s. The Rockets had never won a championship before. It was Ewing versus Olajuwon. It felt like it was so huge, and yet the OJ chase for that day, for that night, did overwhelm it. And if you watch that documentary about that singular day, that 30 for 30, it's a great documentation and exploration of of everything chaotic that happened that day. But it's a little hard to explain to somebody that didn't see it why it felt so ridiculous, how it, how it felt so cataclysmic, because today we only know OJ as a complete joke. OJ today is a complete farce. He goes on social media. He looks like an idiot. He says dopey things. He's just, he's a punchline. Everybody knows this. At the time in 1994, he was an A-list celebrity. If he wasn't A-list, he was B-list. OJ, who would be the athletic equivalent today? A retired player, handsome, good-looking. Everybody loved him. He was on national TV all the time. He was a reporter. He was doing sideline for Monday Night Football. He was in the naked gun. I mean, what is the comp to OJ today? I was going to say Shaq. Huh. Not the greatest player of all time. But one of the greatest. One of the greatest in movies, in TV, and is constantly part of broadcasting. You know, obviously the NBA and TNT crew. Not bad. The only difference would be that Shaq does play the fool quite a bit. Shaq in the fool. You know, he likes yeah. to joke around. He likes to be a comedian. And he likes to... He, he doesn't mind having people poke fun at him. OJ was a little above the fray, though. OJ wasn't a clown. OJ was like Hollywood royalty in some way. Somebody mentioned Strahan. Strahan's a good one. That's a great one. So imagine during the sta- during the NBA Finals, Michael Strahan was accused of double homicide and was in a Bronco or a Jeep or SUV being chased by the cops at a low speed throughout the entire night. And it was broadcast on every network. Be like, what is Strahan doing? Why is he being chased? If he's innocent, why is he running away? And he's being driven by... Kerry Collins? (laughs) (laughs) Jesse Armstead? (laughs) Yeah, Jesse Armstead is driving Strahan... In a white SUV through the freeways of L.A. being chased by a, a a team of 20 cop cars. And we're wondering whether Strahan's going to commit suicide on national TV or, like, drive to Mexico. 
It was so insane. And it is one of those events where it's impossible to know what social media and the modern media would have done with that. Because at the time in 94, it is happening and NBC has to make a decision. CBS is carrying the Bronco chase and ABC is carrying the OJ chase and Fox is carrying the OJ chase. I assume Fox at the time, there was a very young network, but NBC has to go, well, we've got the finals on. What do we do? And so they went split screen. They would jump back and forth. And people that were really into Knicks and Rockets were like, I don't want to see the OJ chase. Well, I kind of want to see the OJ chase, but I want to see basketball. And you couldn't flip over to your smart TV. You couldn't scroll on Twitter. You couldn't be on your phone and watch a second screen. Whatever NBC was was putting out there, you had to watch. And so you were kind of caught hostage by what's more important here, that OJ is running from the cops and being accused of double murder or the NBA Finals game. So I understand what Kenny Smith is saying there. It was the one event that did seem to feel almost bigger than a huge NBA Finals that already felt like an enormous tilt. Here's Paul Bissonnette on the NHL on TNT last night. Panthers-Hurricanes went four overtime. Before the third OT, here's Biss. What, what is possibly what is possibly being said at this point? Nothing. Get, they're trying to get the nothing. Is, is they're it, looking is at each silent? other and they're saying, "Could someone please just put the puck in the goddamn net?" And the rest of the guys are like, "Oh, <laughs> there was a, oh, look out!" Gretzky got real grumpy on the set apparently late last night too. That's what I heard. That's what I read. That everybody was pointing out that Gretzky did not want to be there. No, he wanted to put on his flannel PJs and and the socks and go to bed. I don't think Gretz necessarily wants to be there anyway, even on a regular (laughs) night. Right, right. But having to work twice as long, I mean, that's like we get off the air at 10 after doing a four-hour shift, and at 10 a.m. they're like, oops, sorry, Bill Ryder's not showing up today. Oh. Uh, Okay. So then we got to do the next two hours. They're scrambling, and they're saying that if we can just get a hold of Shep, don't worry, you guys can go home. So they call Shep, they text Shep, nothing through the first segment. All right, second segment. Now we're through the first hour, okay? They're like, we're getting nothing on Shep, but if we can get Carlos with a K, you guys can go home. All right, first segment of the hour, number two, second segment. Now we're through two hours. They're like, oh, we're getting nothing there either. We're going to try EJ. If we can get EJ, you guys can go home, and we keep doing this. And so that's what these guys on set were doing, like, In hockey, there's no way to know how long it's going to go. It is possible it would have, it could have gone. Look, we were 13 seconds away from a fifth overtime, which means, was it 15 minutes in between overtimes? Yes. So another 15, and then who knows? The the fifth overtime takes another 20 to 30 minutes. Yeah, and then maybe you sit with your dad and you have to explain him how he has to get home because apparently at 60, he can't figure out how to take a train. It's a tough spot to be in. You went to a Rangers playoff game last year against the Penguins, and it went three overtimes, and Bob the Deli Man was freak, freaking out. Well, because it was getting to the point you had to wonder about a fourth overtime, and we were not going to leave, and the train schedule was going to get dicey to the point where I would not be able to get home and get back in time to do the show. 
So, of which I alerted him, he's going to have to go home on his own. I'm going to go sleep at the office for an hour and then wake up and just be at work in my dirty, disgusting Rangers clothes, which I would come to anyway. But nonetheless, and his quote to me was, how am I going to get home? Hmm. I said, well... The train that we got here on, the same train you taught me how to take when we went to games my whole life, that's how you're going to get home. I don't know how to do that. That's ultimate hard hat guy, by the way, going straight from triple overtime loss, couch at the radio station, crusty jersey. That's respect right there. He didn't do that, though. Well, I would have done it if it went the fourth overtime. I would have had no choice. But, yeah, how did we get? What do you mean? You taught me my whole life how to take the train. Get on it. (laughs) <laughs> they still take tokens? <laughs> what level? Now, Gretzky was the ultimate playoff, you know, clutch guy. He loved playoff games. He loved showing up for big moments. That's why Gretzky's the great one. But how, how, if his compete level was at 10 when he was playing for playoff games, what's his compete level at as an analyst for playoff games. One and a half. It's one and a half. One and then and by half. the third overtime, it's a half. Yeah, exactly. Because everybody else there is giving you way more insight. He's just there for that staying power. What's Greg's got to say? Nothing. He wants to go to bed. He's sitting there. He's probably saying, you know, my number is retired across the league. Yeah. I'm sitting here with, with, all, with, with these guys watching other other people play. Watching Panthers Hurricanes right. Right. into fourth overtime. Even my old Oilers in the in the, in the final. Panthers final. Hurricanes. He's watching a game in Raleigh into the fourth overtime <laughs> on a Thursday night, and Gretz goes, how did my life get to this? Why did I say yes? The lengths he will go to to get out of the house and away from his wife is just exemplary. Yeah. I've heard that Gretz is a great is a great guy to go out with. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've heard That's that. That's cool. I've heard that Gretz... Around an open bar is is elite. Oh, I like that. Is elite, which is to your point. I think he just wanted to get out of the house. That's why yeah. he took this job. Yeah. Finally, here's Shep speaking of talking to Jr. last night of the Jr. Sport Brief with maybe a little fake out, little head fake on last night's Stanley Cup Eastern Conference Final. Hey Shep, what what say you? We think somebody's going to finish this off in this overtime, right? Oh my God, the game the just third. ended. I'm kidding. It's still 2-2. Uh, it's probably going to be over by this overtime. I'm with Marco on this. Definitely before the end of your show. Yeah, it'll be the third. Hey, Chef, that was a terrible, <laughs> terrible joke. No, but it wasn't because you're always <laughs> either ahead of me or we're ahead of you. No. no hey, 30 that's, seconds. No, that's not. Seriously, I that. thought you had me because that slap shot almost <laughs> went in. So I, re- I thought you had me. Yeah. That but wasn't that bad. Irrelevant of, uh, of of timing, you you understand that I I read nothing into what you said. <laughs> Man, you you're, you're tough on my jokes sometimes, Jr. Because the jokes suck. Got it. <laughs> Wait a second. Does the Jr. Sport Brief need Morty D'Souza to show up? <laughs> How much hey, you chef, what what say you? We they, somebody's gonna finish this off in this overtime, right? Oh my god, the game the just third. ended. I'm kidding. It's still 2-2. Uh, it's, it's probably going to be over. <laughs> Can Morty work a double and do the night show into the morning show? He's already sleeping on the job with us. Yeah, is Morty a hard hat guy? I don't know. No. How about Shep responding? Got it. At the <laughs> jokes suck. Got it. <laughs> JR rules with an iron fist. Hey, Shep. <laughs> Man, that joke sucked. Got it? Because the joke sucked. Got it. Here's the... <laughs> and I think you suck, too. <laughs>
You suck, Shep. Again, though, we found a problem with Shep. I think we've been down this road on the air with Shep and the jokes, though. Commit. He gives it up so quickly. Yeah, he laid out very His quickly. His timing is terrible. Now, you don't want the audience thinking the game is over. I get it, but... Oh, wow. Yeah, the game's over. No, just kidding. Like, you got to give it, like, two, three seconds. He does, he has no comedic beat. <laughs> but then when he says, got it, after JR rips him, his timing's actually perfect, and it's completely <laughs> unintentional. Because the joke sucked. Got it. <laughs> like, like, that is... That's the punchiness we need. That's comedy. <laughs> he's used to that. He's, he's, used, he's used to people criticizing his jokes. Shit, that joke sucked. <laughs> and... I want to punch you right in the face, right? <laughs> Got it. And the only reason I'm not punching the face because I don't want you to call out and Jack be here. <laughs> Got it. I love Jr. and Shep. I think they're amazing. I really do. I think they're absolutely an amazing duo. Uh, we're lucky to have them. That's good stuff right there. That's the type of stuff that I would, I would lock in for and just be like, yeah, this is my favorite show. Can I, I'll admit something as somebody that listens to this program when I'm not working it. Mm -hmm. I don't look for every sound check with some of our friends of the program here. Like if there's a Schwartz or Stern sound check moment, <laughs> I don't seek those out all the time. But anything with, Shep and Alexander. anything with Shep and JR, I have to listen to it. I know. It's so good. It's perfect. It's just so good. They have the chemistry is just impeccable and they didn't know one another before they started working together. Right. So they've just developed this by working together on air and they're great. Have they ever met in person? Has JR ever been up here since yes. Shep became the producer? Yes, they okay. have met. That okay. would be one of the great did you knows. Did you know the best radio team in the in the country has never met <laughs> one another? It's like an episode of Love is Blind, right? <laughs> The show in opposite walls, never seeing each other. Because JR is based in Atlanta. Yes. And Shep is based up in New York with us. But so. Shep's made a, I mean, JR's made a couple trips up here, yeah. Nice. And then anytime JR is on the road for like a big remote, they make sure to keep Shep here. We can't have him <laughs> representing the company out in convention centers. Shep needs to go to Atlanta. I think he'd be a big hit down there. I could see that. I could he, see that. He would, he would definitely. Because he could play Southern Gentleman. Yeah. We'd also find him if Ernie Johnson had the cold filling in on the NBA on TNT crew from Atlanta. Love it. We'd be sitting there going, wait a minute. How did Shep parlay into this show? I love it. I love it. I love it. I think you're right. I think he would be a big hit as a Southern Gentleman. Yeah. Derby day. All day. <laughs> Every day. With Shep. That voice you hear is Greg Caserta. He's in for Andrew Bogus today. Mr. Caserta, good morning. Good morning, DA. And I'm a little disappointed that Bogues isn't here because I thought that he'd be sliding into the co-host chair. Mm. So it's good to see you. But Bogues and I were supposed to celebrate today. Dave Matthews Band released its first studio album in five years today. Is that song? It sure is. Do all 12 songs sound exactly the same? They do, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do they sound... Like other songs that Dave has, yeah, there recorded. might be a few in the catalog that there's some parallels. Yeah, I think, I think if you hear it, you go, I know who that is. Anyway, it would make sense to lead with LeBron and the Lakers, but this is my first update of the day, so I'm going to dig in with hockey. Oh. One game last night, and I'm sure we'll get all the greasy details on a Friday Canadian bacon. Not one, not two, not three. 
but four overtimes. Wow. And now Ekblad will take over the neutral zone as the Hurricanes couldn't advance it. Ekblad dumps it in down to our right. Here's Brent Burns. Keeps it to the outside. Sam Bennett keeps it in out front. Kachuk is shot. He scores! He scores! Matthew Kachuk, the overtime winner! The Panthers take game one, three, two, the final! Matthew Kachuk ends the marathon and the Panthers go home happy tonight here in Raleigh. Doug Plagans on Panthers Radio calling the 3-2 winner from Matthew Kachuk in the closing seconds of the fourth overtime. He's always high energy on the radio, but the fact that he's still bringing it in the fourth overtime is impressive. For the sixth longest game in Stanley Cup playoff history, would have been just the sixth game to go five overtimes or longer. Kachuk, for the sake of brevity, played two full games over the course of one night and offered this after his second OT winner of the playoffs. Probably my favorite one so far in my life. There you go. Imagine what the players' pads smell like after that game. <laughs> How about 63 saves for Panthers goalie Sergei Bobrovsky? It kind of becomes the game of attrition. You're just uh, trying to be patient and wait for the moment and uh, for the shot. One shot at a time, you don't think too much ahead. You're just staying with the moment and uh, trying to do, your, to, to do the best to, to, give, uh, to keep the puck out of the net. 57 saves for Hurricanes netminder Frederick Anderson as the Panthers took a 1-0 series lead in the conference final. They are the hot team, and and right now nobody's gotten the playoff mojo like Florida. Mm-hmm. Now to the King and his flock. Lakers down 2-0 because Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray were an avalanche in Denver. Throws it off over to Brown. Left side now is Jamal Murray, guarded by Schroeder. Schroeder gets a kick. Uh, I'm sorry, gets a pick. Jumper good for Jamal Murray. Great pick by Nikola Jokic. Less than three minutes to go in the basketball game. Nuggets lead it by seven. And they had no problems closing it out. Six-point win. Nuggets radio calling one of Murray's 11 buckets. Game-high 37. Buckets! While the Joker dropped another casual triple-double. 23 points, 17 rebounds, and 12 assists. LeBron and AD connected on just 13 of their 34 shots from the floor and head back to Los Angeles trailing 2-0. Some NFL news last night. The San Francisco 49ers were confident that they'd be hosting Super Bowl 60, and it looks like they will with that news expected to come out next week at the owners' meetings in Minneapolis. Not good news for us going to Radio Row again, boys. No, no, no. The West Coast West Coast time zones have nipped us because they go, no, you'll be on in the middle of the night. There's going to be nobody on Radio Row. So we have missed L.A. We missed Arizona. Arizona. Vegas is coming up. Yep. They have not committed to sending us there. And now we got San Francisco. Are they ever going to send the Super Bowl back to the Eastern Time New Zone? New Orleans is in between. Okay. But that's central. So that's the best shot. But this is ridiculous. Are you guys going to 60? I don't even know if we'll be a show at 60. Wait, this year is <laughs> Super Bowl 60? No, no, no. This is this will this be 2026. That's the San Francisco one. So they're doing 50 and 60 for San Francisco? Yes, so. If yeah. we do go and we're a show... We're not staying where you booked last time. Oh, no. The Tenderloin District? No. No, no, no. 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 no, no. You stayed in the Tenderloin, huh? Yeah. Yeah. No, I had no idea about the civic geography of San (laughs) Francisco. That sounds like Mraz booked it just because of the name. No. (laughs) True. And we we saw some things that I'll, I'll be changed forever. Yeah, there was definitely a point in time where DA was racingly trying to put in a code to get in the room, as I'm pretty sure I saw a needle (laughs) hanging out of somebody's neck. (laughs) Yeah, there was... 
prolific drug use on our block. Wow. Oh, out in the open, prolific. Yeah, hardcore drugs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No way it got better in the, in the years <laughs> since then. I feel like that neighborhood's gone yeah, got worse. it's not usually something that cleans itself up. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah. I was offered crack outside. Of the Which is wild because we were a half a block away from a Gap. Yes, exactly. The Apple was, store. There's an Apple store. There was a Gap and there was like a, a, a McLaren dealership. You're absolutely right. And then One we, block later. Then we turned the corner into our block and it was like a full-on drug day. <laughs> what a drop-off. It was unreal. The turn was San, unreal. San Francisco is dicey. They say block to block in New York City. That was like, you know. Every five feet, you had to wonder yeah. what the what the neighborhood was. Yes. Yeah. So your experience in San Francisco was not so great. What would well, you grade it at? I think San Francisco is a great town in terms of uh, its uniqueness, its culture. I mean, the food was it's out, one of the best food cities. I've heard that outrageous. Yeah. I mean, the Giardelli that we went to was awesome. the The Asian food is amazing. Uh, the, the bread bowls that we got, the wharf is beautiful. Yeah, we, we gorgeous. Went to the, the full house houses are awesome. That really windy road, Lombardi, Lombardo. Yeah. That's incredible. Totally like, cool. It, it's such a cool, the, the the Golden Gate Bridge, the trolleys. It's so, such a great city, but it is dicey block to block. <laughs> yeah, that's it. It's drastic, the changes. <laughs> One block, it's like put your right foot in, put your right foot out. Woo, woo. Yeah, you had to stay on your toes. Wow. You had to keep the feet moving. I love it. It was like doing the the cone shuffle or the the cone run at <laughs> the combine. Just you just those. had a kid. Oof, 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 oof. No okay, more, no more tenderloins for you, Merez. When we come back, how much beer, free beer, would it take to take a golf ball sized welt? Da CBS Sports Radio. Happy being alive day. The Da Show on CBS Sports Radio. We appreciate you being with us on a Friday morning. You can listen to us on hundreds of affiliates nationwide and also on Sirius XM channel 158. So if you were to go to a, a golfing, a golf event, a golf tournament, and you were struck by a ball and it left a big old well. Would you be cool just leaving and being like, hey, come to the territory? Or would you be PO'd? If you were struck by a ball from a professional golfer, would you expect something in return? Because one golfer who has only one PGA Tour win under his belt has now gone viral. Is this Joel Damon? Damon? Damon. Damon. D-A-H-M-E-N. Had an errant shot that skewed away from the course and hit a fan in the leg and left a big old welt. The fan tweeted out a picture of the welt on his leg. And this guy, this fan, Caleb McGuire said, shout out to Joel Dahman for hitting my calf with a tee shot today on the first hole. He then asked me how much a beer costs at the tourney, and I told him 17 bucks a pop. 17 bucks a pop. I hope that that's a, a double can, right? That's got to be one of those big boys, those tall boys. 
He then pulls out a crispy $100 bill and says, quote, I got your beers today. It's about the money. M-O-N-E-Y-D-A. And then they took pictures together. Would you take getting struck by a golf ball if it meant you got free beers from the golfer that hit you? Yeah. Heck yeah. Now, that's on the leg. That's on the calf. That doesn't hurt that badly. Right. Now, it's a little welt. It's not on your face. What about in the chest? No, because I don't know, you know, rhythmic. I I can't mess with the heart. What about the neck? No, you have an aortic valve. Okay. What about in the head? No, I think man boobs and up are off limits. Everything else, belly down. I I mean, honestly, I'd take a shot in my privates if it meant free beer. Is that right? I got two kids, so I don't need a third. Okay. The butt, that's fine. But you're saying on the front side as well, you would take an errant tee shot. Yes. I Look, it would hurt a little bit, but if I'm drinking for free on the course all day, sure. Now, 17 bucks a pop, you're not drinking for free with a $100 bill all day. You're getting well, five beers. But how much do you need to drink on a course? You have five beers, get a good buzz going. And I would imagine, again, the $17 beers have to be the tall boys. Yes. So that's kind of two beers a piece. Yeah, or one and a half. You're getting nine beers out of that minimum. So would you take getting hit in the crotch with a golf ball? For nine beers at the tournament. Yes. The answer is yes. Yes. Why am I the only one answering? That's that. Why am I the only one answering? This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.